Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Jeremiah Johnson. Thank you once again for joining us. The Grace Point Daily Podcast is all about giving you daily encouragement for your daily walk with Christ. Well, we are back once again with Pastor Rachel Johnson. Welcome back, Pastor Rachel. Thank you. Did you enjoy being on the very first podcast? Yes. Not the first, but it was the 10th, actually, and you are a special guest. We got to hear your story, and that was really powerful and amazing. Thank you for sharing that with us. You're welcome. All right. Well, today I want to talk about missions, and Pastor Rachel just got back from a missions trip. She got back from Kenya, Africa. She just got back doing a bunch of no price tag conferences for girls, and there was literally hundreds and thousands of girls that she got to preach the gospel to and share the message of purity and the gospel, and it, it really was amazing. But I wanted to, in this particular episode, really kind of talk about why missions. Why should we do missions? Uh, because some of us may have a different response, or some people who are listening to this have never been on a mission trip ever in their life before, and I really think everyone should be a part of the mission of God. Don't you, Pastor Rachel? Yes. All right. So let's start it off like this. I think one of the best ways just to kind of share our journey and to share our story. Pastor Rachel, when was your first missions trip? Well, I think I was, I don't know how old I was, but I went into the inner city of Chicago when I was in high school with my youth group. So I don't know when it was or how old I was, but maybe ninth grade or 10th grade. Do you remember what you did or... Yeah, I remember we went into the inner city, and I'm not sure exactly what we did, but I remember going to Caprini Green in some of the hardest parts of Chicago. But I remember um, it cost $300 to go on that trip, and I remember that at that time that was such a step of faith because our family wasn't wealthy, but I remember it was a step of faith to raise that money, but I remember that every penny came in and I was able to go. Yeah, and we'll get to that point maybe as we talk about missions a little overall, but I think that's a huge thing that people don't ever get to experience that. If you'll take a step of faith, God will provide, mm-hmm. and especially in the area of missions. Uh, did you did that light a fire for missions, or was that? Yeah, and then when we were in college, we did a choir tour to England, so that was my second missions trip. And yeah, I've just always obviously had a passion for God and whatever he wanted to do, and so yeah, missions became a part of that. I thought, and I was hoping, but uh, obviously I was wrong. I thought maybe our first, your first mission trip was to, well, I, I guess I kind of knew that was, but our first mission trip together, together. Yeah. was to Uganda, Africa. We had, we were youth pastors in Northern California. We had been there for maybe a year or two or something like that. We weren't there a super long time. And we had been discipled by a guy who really, uh, a guy named Dean Efratis who taught us about prayer and the baptism and the power of the Holy Spirit in the context of your ministry. And he was involved with a lot of mission stuff and uh, people within his group were doing missions things. And, but I had never really done a missions trip. I'd never really, I guess, thought about it. I mean, I'd I'd heard about it. I wasn't opposed to it. I know there's some people that are like, I'll never go on a missions trip or, you know, they just, they, they don't desire to. And I was, I guess, kind of indifferent. I was like, well, I guess I've never really thought about it. All of a sudden, we had friends who were in Uganda uh, doing a discipleship program for young people. And we decided to make the jump and to do it. And we're like, yeah, we need to do this. And so I remember I was excited. And I remember going into that trip my first time. I had been to, I think before that, I'd been to Canada uh, one time growing up, which is not really that big of a deal. And I remember for our honeymoon, we went to Mexico. But outside of that, I can't say that I'd ever really been any place intense or that was like 
whoa, this is, I'm really scared, but uh, scared, or it was challenging or anything like that. But I remember as we prepared to go to Africa, that it was kind of not scary, but it was just interesting because you're going to this completely different part of the world you've never been to, a culture, language, all these kind of things uh, that you've never experienced before. And there was a huge level of excitement, but so much of the unknown. What were you feeling as we were getting ready for that? Well, it was a big step of faith for us because we were leaving the girls behind and they were one and a half and two and a half. And so I don't think there's ever been a missions trip that I've taken as a parent that I haven't had that fear of, oh my goodness, I'm leaving. When we've gone without the kids, of, I'm leaving my kids. But every time I've had to pray through that and say, okay, Lord, I'm doing this out of obedience and I'm trusting you with my kids here and with us in the foreign country. So many reasons people don't go on mission trip. You kind of hit the first one. First one was like money uh, because we feel like we can't afford it or we don't know, you know, if we can come up with the funds. Second one is fear that whether it's fear of our children or whatever that might be, sometimes that hinders people from going. And I remember what was, I, I found really funny when we went to Africa was even people that we knew were painting such a, uh, uh, not a negative picture. Well, it was negative. They're like, you're going to, you're going to die. Or it, it just sound, it sounded so extreme that I was like, whoa, this is going to be so intense. And it definitely is different. And it's a challenge mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. But I remember after our first trip to Africa, I got back and was like, that was not that bad. That was not that crazy because some of our friends made it sound like we were going to die. Even some of our friends who had been there before and back, maybe I'm just that awesome and hardcore and I can handle it, but I didn't think it was as bad. So I think sometimes there's a level of fear people try to put in you as well, right? Right. And the people that went with us to Kenya this last week, they all talked about that, how their friends would say, oh, wait, we need to get together before you leave, you know, kind of insinuating like, okay, if you don't make it back. And then they also said that <laughs> everyone's like, okay, now be safe over there. And I would like to just remind everyone that in Missouri alone, over 500 people have died on the roads this year. And the same thing <laughs> when we were in South Carolina. Each year in every single state, almost a thousand people die driving in their car. And you're like, okay, that's about like what, 40 to 50,000 people die every single year driving cars in America. And I'm like, I don't think that many missionaries died this year. This many people going on short-term trips died. So I'm like, well, that alone has the odds in my favor, right. you know, but also I, I just pray and ask God to protect us. And he does. And I'm still alive, but I also, I joke with people sometimes. I'm like, well, wouldn't you want to die for Jesus anyway? I mean, my true story, my dad almost died eating a hot dog. You know, would you rather die eating a hot dog or die preaching the gospel for Jesus? So Anyway, we had that same thing. We had that same experience where people, you know, oh, you, uh, you know, putting that f sense of fear in you and all those kind of things. And, you know, you just have to, and we had to overcome that. We had to be like, you know what? We're not submitting to that because God has called us to go. And you know what? We went on our first missions trip and had an amazing time. We've got to do so many amazing things. We are in different churches. We are in Bible college. We just got to do a, a variety of different things in that particular trip. And I tell you what, that's when missions was born in my life. And I guess the one encouragement I want to bring on this particular podcast is I think everyone has a birthplace for missions. And when I go back to Africa now, I always tell people, this is my birthplace. This is my birthplace for missions. When 
the mission of God uh, became so alive in me on that particular trip. And I want to encourage that. And that's why I live my life telling people, you need to go on a missions trip. You need to do a short term trip because it will change your life and it will light something in you that you can't get unless you expose yourself to that. Right. And that's what everybody on our trip this last week kept saying. They're like, I never understood why Jeremiah said he was a true African at heart until I went to Kenya. And they're like, now I see what he's saying. And he always says he's an Africa junkie. And they're like, now I'm an Africa junkie and I can't wait to go back. So definitely by the end of our trip, every single one of our team members was saying, I'm going back, I'm going back. I can't wait to go back. So it definitely ignites something within you. We did our first trip. We came back. Our lives were changed. It was awesome. It was powerful. And then uh, I remember our very next trip was to Juarez, Mexico, and we went and built a church. And again, we were hit with some of the same obstacles from in that time. Juarez was even more dangerous than it is now. I mean, sometimes you say to people, I'm going to go to Juarez, Mexico. They're like, oh, it's so scary there. You're going to die. Drug dealers are going to butcher you and kill you and all these kind of things. And uh, even at that time, at that time, we had girls that were two and three years old, right? I think at yeah. that that age and we took them on a missions trip so the next point i want to get to which we will talk even in uh, more and more in this podcast is the power of taking your family and your kids on a missions trip pastor rachel talk about that well both of the girls have been in what everybody would call extremely dangerous countries they've been to mexico they've been to haiti multiple times they've both been to africa and Again, yes, there is a risk of taking your children to these places, but there's also the risk of, well, what if they come back safe? And what if God speaks to them while they're there? And what if they're being used by God while they're in that country? And I can say that both of the girls, you know, have a call of God on their life and that both of them, that call was solidified during a mission trip. Both of them, every time we say we're going to go on a mission trip, if they're not going, they're upset because they love now to do missions just like we do. And so just as you can say, oh, what if they don't come back safely? You could also say, what if they do come back safely? And God has actually changed their life and given them a vision for the missions, mission of God that he wants to do around the world. And I think that story is definitely worth telling in our family. I remember we took the girls on that trip, and I think it was maybe a year or two later, somewhere in that ballpark when we were still youth pastors, I got my ordination with the Sims of God. And we were in Sacramento, California for district council, and I was getting ordained. And there was a speaker there. I don't remember who that particular person was, but he had shared that he had really made missions a priority in their family. And he talked about how every year they would take a family missions trip, uh, and, and that was the thing. It, it came before vacation. It came before everything else. The missions trip was primary for their family. And he went on to share, not pridefully, not arrogantly. He wasn't showboating. He was just talking about how all of his children are serving the Lord and what it, how that changed their perspective and what that did for their family. And we just kind of made that same proclamation out of that district council saying like, man, we want to do that same thing. And we started to do that every single year. Yeah, there's just something about being in a foreign country with your family that opens them up to God speaking to them. I don't know how that happens, you know, but both of the girls talk about how God has called them 
and they were, I think Gabriel was in Haiti and Zoe was in Mexico and both of them know exactly where they were and what they were doing when God spoke to their hearts and they said, this is what I want to do. And they began to, you know, have direction for their life. And now we've taken the boys on multiple trips. And again, every time we take the boys on a trip, oh, you shouldn't take the boys. Oh, it's dangerous. And it's like, yep, it is dangerous, but I'd rather go on a trip than just sit at home and do nothing and have my kids just be spoiled and have no vision for the world and no vision for God and keep them safe. Also, I can say, oh yeah, my kids are safe and I never let them do anything. But (laughs) I don't know. It's just, it's so crazy what people will do. Like even nowadays, like so there's coming coming out saying, okay, football can like injure your kid's head, but yet, oh, my kid's going to play football and he's right. awesome. <laughs> but okay, now the rate of concussion and the effects of concussions are huge, but yet nobody says, oh, are you sure you should let your kid play football? It's dangerous. Like nobody ever says that until it comes to missions. And you also find that like, if I told you, okay, we're going to go on vacation and we're going to vacation all over Africa and we're going to take all these safaris and go on these weird vacations, you would not tell me, Oh, that is so scary. You shouldn't take your kids. You'd be like, whoa, that's really cool Cool that your kid's going to go on a vacation like that. Nobody ever says, when you tell them, oh, I'm going to go on, on a vacation to Mexico. Nobody's ever like, oh, that's really dangerous. You shouldn't go to Mexico. They're always like, oh, that's so cool. You get to go to Mexico and go on vacation. <laughs> but it's only when you go to go on a mission trip that all of a sudden it becomes scary. You know what I mean? You're just like, yeah. why all of a sudden is it scary? Because I'm going on a missions trip when y'all are going all over the world, going on safaris and vacations and cruises and everything. And that's not dangerous. But all of a sudden, when you put the word missions in front of it, and we obviously know that's just the enemy trying to discourage us. And so if we can pray through that fear and pray through that discouragement, man, there's amazing things that can happen in the life of your family when you go on a mission trip. Get out of your comfort zone. You know, everything in the American culture is built on comfort. It really is. We are, and everything, let me say it like this, rewind. Everything in America and the American culture and lifestyle is built on comfort. Everything regarding living out the gospel is not. And that is where it becomes hard for us that are American Christians because we want to be comfortable. We want to be safe. We want to be happy. But yet it seems that the gospel and living an extreme gospel lifestyle is anything but that. So we continued, you know, we continued to go on mission trip. We started off in Uganda. Then we uh, started doing, and then we went to Mexico and then we, uh, Haiti a couple times. then we started going to Haiti. Uh, then we went to Las Vegas one time with a young, young group. Then we, then I started going, uh, back to Africa. Then we went and started going to Mexico and then I started, uh, going back to Africa. And so we just kept taking missions trip after missions trip, getting to do all of these awesome things for Jesus, different cultures, different places. Uh, you know, again, one of my greatest stories is when I took Zoe with, uh, with me down to Chiapas, Mexico, which again, at the time voice, the martyrs had one of their top, their top most persecuted lists in the world of which Chiapas, Mexico was actually on that list. And you know what? I still took my daughter (laughs) to that area. She's alive. She's well, but we took that bold step of faith. And on that trip, we saw a bunch of people get saved. We, in one service, we saw over 300 people get baptized in the Holy Spirit, praying in other tongues, and it was powerful. So I guess what I want to say is you should go on a missions trip, but you should keep going. That all, the, the missions lifestyle, I believe, is for every follower of Christ, not just for certain people. What's your take on that? Yeah, I think that's absolutely true, that God does 
amazing things on mission trips. I think it's because you're away from your comfort zone and you're away from everything that keeps you comfortable and padded and at ease. And you all of a sudden realize, wow, there's all these people living with so much less than I have literally living with nothing. They're perfectly happy. They're perfectly in love with Jesus. And I have everything I possibly could need, plus thousands of dollars more worth of stuff, and I'm so unhappy. And I think that something begins to resonate in your heart that the balance is off with the American Christians. And I think that's perhaps what begins to resonate in your family's life and in your kid's life. And they realize, wow, I can live on so much more or so much less. If I live on so much less, then and I can just be as happy as the people in these other countries. And it's awesome as you do, what I found interesting and as I look back now in hindsight is as you keep going on missions trips that God keeps cultivating and doing different things in you and, and allowing you to grow. One example I would give is uh, I had been at this point, I had to have been at least 15 or 20 short-term mission trip and I went with Convoy of Hope to Haiti. This was post-earthquake and I'd been there pre-earthquake twice and uh, I went with this group and we were doing just not super intense stuff, but we were visiting some orphanages one day and I happened to visit an orphanage. And in that time we were playing with some children and we had some balloons that we were handing out. And I still remember I just had a little green balloon that this little girl came up and jumped into my arms and we started playing with the little green balloon and started singing to her. And in that moment, God spoke to me, Jeremiah, you were made to give your life away. And I think obviously that was a word from me, but it really took me back when God spoke that to me because at the time I was like, well, Lord, I'm in ministry. I'm doing short-term missions. I'm serving the church. You know, what are you, I feel like I am giving my life towards you, but yet it still was this moment of Jeremiah, there's still more, there's still a higher level that you can still go deeper. There's still more to give. And so I want to encourage you sometimes people go on a missions trip or they serve the Lord and they're like, okay, I did my time. I'm good to go. All right. But you know what? God wants to keep taking you further, deeper and farther. Yep. I agree. And, uh, and then you just keep growing. It's awesome. It's beautiful, different. And you know what you find, you know, one thing that, that I think you will find is you'll find your mission spot. I think there's two things. Number one, I think you should love where you are. So whatever city, whatever I'm in Carthage, Missouri right now, you should learn to love where God has placed you and have a passion for that area. But I think you'll also find that God is going to give you a passion for another people group or another country. And I think that's awesome. I say it all the time. For me, it's Africa. I love Africa. I mean, literally when I get there and I smell the air and I just begin to partake of it. When I see the people, when I, there, there's just something about it that draws me there that literally almost makes me feel like I'm home. And you know, for some people, Africa doesn't do that. For some people, it's Mexico. For some people, it's Asia. For some people, it's Europe. But that you would find, begin to ask the Lord, Lord, what are, what are, what are the other areas or parts of the world that you are calling me to pray for to reach out to and to even be a part of doing missions for. Pastor Rachel, what's some other thoughts that you have on missions as we're, I hope as we're just really what I'm hoping is that as we've just kind of shared some of the things regarding our family, that this inspires you, that this gives you some boldness that I hope after listening to this podcast, you'll be like, I want to go on a missions trip and I'll take that step of faith. 
I think the next thing that we should talk about is money, because I know every single American says, I can't afford to go on a missions trip. And you're right in the way that you live your life right now and the way that you handle your money, you can't afford to go on a missions trip. But with some simple steps and some changes in your lifestyle, you can't afford to go on a missions trip. And one of the areas that I have been encouraging people that have gone on some trips with us is, you know, begin now setting money aside. You know, for most of you, you're paying, you know, four or five, six hundred dollars for car payments. Maybe you have a couple car payments and you're making then a mortgage payment. You just look at all the stuff that you pour money into. And there's probably no reason that most of you cannot set a hundred or two hundred dollars aside a month in a special fund for missions. And then when the opportunity comes up for you go to, to go on a mission trip, you don't have that much to save. You just can, or that much to earn, you know, then the difference, you just have to maybe do a fundraiser here or there, ask some people to support you. Some of you could like, you know, sell your extra car, sell your fancy RVs, you know, there's things in your life you can sell that you can get rid of that you can eliminate for the purpose of going on missions. Because when you get to a foreign country and you realize, oh my goodness, these people like eat rice every single day. That's all they have. That's all they can afford. They live in a house with a dirt floor and a mud wall. And I am so lavish with everything. Like you can't even like tell them what you have. They would be like, overwhelmed. They couldn't even comprehend the wealth that you have. Even when we were there in Kenya a couple, you know, this last week, just the simple lifestyle that we live was overwhelming to them that we had that much stuff because Mm -hmm. they literally eat rice every day. That's it. That's all they can afford. That's all they have. So changing your financial status right now in life and begin to work towards saving for a missions trip. Um, just, yeah, I mean, I don't know how to encourage people to change. There's, there's definitely faith, but there's practicality to it as well, right? That right, yeah. it takes, it's going to take you to make a decision and a choice to take a step of faith that I'm going to do this, but there's practicality to it as well is that you are going to have to make this sacrifice. I, I, I right. don't, uh, I don't know that he'll be listening to this podcast, but I was talking to a pastor the other day and he was like, yeah, I finance everything that I own basically. And you know, the reality is, is that individual is, he, he's probably not a good candidate for missions because he's going to be so strapped financially because of all these things that he's bought <laughs> that he's not going to be able to do it. So yeah, you know what, guess what? If, if you are so focused on the things of this world, you're not going to get to do the things of God. I know that sounds spiritual. That sounds like arrogant or hopefully it doesn't sound like I'm trying to say I'm better than you. But if your focus is on the things, literally the literal things of this world, the physical things, and you won't make time to invest in the spiritual things, then you probably won't ever do a mission strip. And I know that there's people that have saved up for, I mean, years just to go to Disneyland and Disney World. And then they get there and they're like, yeah, it was horrible. There were long lines and we stood there forever and the kids were hungry and the kids were crying and the kids could never be happy. And, you know, I just want to tell them, well, maybe if you stayed up for a mission trip instead, you'd find that when your kid came back, they were actually changed and they had a vision for the world instead of as a family, you're like, wow, we just spent all that money and it didn't accomplish anything. So it's all about priorities. You know, I just encourage people to evaluate their priorities. The other thing you can do in regards to finances is, you know, get on the Dave Ramsey plan, buy the book, total money makeover, follow the <laughs> steps, get out of debt. Because, you know, 
the American dream is literally what's holding us back from doing the things that God has asked us and called us to do. And so I would just encourage you, you know, if you need help with, um, with your finances, we can help you in that regards. I'm very good at helping people with their budgets and things, but it's all about saying, you know, as a family, this is our priority. You know, we're going to go on a mission trip. I want to take my kids on a mission trip. I want to live this lifestyle. And for us, we've just chosen that, you know, we choose to take a big chunk of our tax return. We choose to take a monthly amount and save that aside all for the purpose of taking our kids on mission. So they'll see the harvest literally and say, oh, wow, I want to live my life reaching people for Jesus. And so far, two out of the four of our kids have said that. And I'm hoping that the boys, as we take them on the next couple trips, that God will begin to speak to their hearts as well. So it's all about prioritizing and usually it's men. So guys, I don't know why, but it's the men of the house that usually are the slowest to respond to this. It's usually the ladies that are super excited that I see, uh, you know, are willing. And then the guys are dragging their feet. So, you know, if I could say anything, I'd ask God to raise up men of God, men who say, I'm going to lead my family and I'm going to take these steps of faith. And, you know, I could just go on and on about the finances of what we spend money on. It's just unbelievable what we spend money on. And yet you're still not happy and I'm still not happy. And maybe if we gave ourselves away for the cause of Christ, we'd find ourselves a lot more happy than uh, having all these things. And I was even telling that to um, a guy on the trip with us. You know, he lives in the slums of Nairobi. He literally has nothing. He eats rice every single day. He said, I have vegetables twice a week if I can afford them. And I'm trying to explain to him the things that we have in America and how the average American lives. And you just feel like, I don't even know the word to describe of how, <laughs> how terrible you feel yeah. trying to describe to him the things that we have, you know, the, the fact that we have houses and then we have cars and then we have RVs and then we have vacation homes. And he's just sitting there looking at me like he cannot comprehend anything that I'm saying. And yet we tell them, oh, you know, we can't come and we can't help you. and We can't be a part of your lives because we have all this stuff. And so perhaps we need to ask God to help us to let go of some of the stuff so we can actually re- reach people because people who are people are who we're going to take to eternity with us, not our stuff. And the goal isn't to make you feel bad and convicted, but, but we should we should be <laughs> feel bad and convicted about you know, that, um, but I, here's what I want to really, here's the encouragement I want to bring is that when you make that investment for missions, it's worth it. And it's actually more fun. And I'm not saying this lightly, and I'm not saying this as a pastor and ministry, blah, 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 blah. I am honestly saying this right now. I have enjoyed our missions trips more than any vacation that we have ever taken before. I would take a missions trip over a vacation every day. Listen, there, there are, I do need to take a vacation. There is times to rest. There's times to enjoy our families, but there's no greater thing that I can think of that will change your life and your family and bring you together as a family than doing a missions trip. Yes, I completely agree with that. I hope those thoughts encouraged you and convicted you. And the biggest thing is go on a missions trip. Hey, if you're part of the Grace Point family, the next time a, great, a missions trip is offered, sign up for that thing and and do it. Here's, here's one other thing I'm going to say real quick. I was talking to a pastor the other day and he was like, well, uh, you know, I, w- I have a friend and we give to missions in our church in India and I'm praying about it and I'm thinking about it. And, you know, if the Lord wants me to go. 
I was like, well, why, why do you need to pray about it? Why do you need to think about it? You're called to go. The Bible says to go. You have a relationship. You have a partnership. You have a ministry you're already investing in. Why would you need to even pray about that? And I was just encouraging him, stop praying, go. And, and I, some of you, you've been hanging out maybe for years. There's people that have been hanging out for years. Well, I'm still praying about it. Stop praying about it. God wants you to go. God's called you to go. The Bible tells you to go. So figure out what trip it is and go. God will provide. God will change you and it'll be awesome. Any last thoughts, Pastor Rachel? Um, I think every single person that's gone with us on a missions trip would echo everything that we have said. I know some of this may have sounded like rough and in your face, but it's because the people that we take on the trips that we have told these exact same words when they're on a trip they'll say, thank you for encouraging me to go. I know uh, Priscilla Smith has been with us on, I don't know how many trips, five, six maybe. And she said to me this last week, she said, if your husband had never encouraged me to go on a missions trip, I I would never have been on a missions trip. But I guess Pastor Jeremiah said to her, he said, you need to go on a missions trip or go to another church. And (laughs) so she literally took that to heart and said, okay, I'll go. And now Priscilla has been on many missions trip. Her heart is huge for the mission of God. And she wasn't mad at Jeremiah or I. She was saying, thank you, thank you, thank you for encouraging me. And that's what happened on this trip to the other two members. Both of them were saying, oh, thank you for encouraging me to go. I never would have gone had you not provided the opportunity for me to go. And they also said, nobody's encouraging us to go. And everyone says, you know, there's plenty of work here to do in America. And that's absolutely true. But there's something about getting in a foreign situation where you're completely uncomfortable. Everything around you is not familiar. And without the grace of God, you don't know how to survive. You don't know how to be. And yet God is there right in the midst of that. And every person that has gone on a trip with us says, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making me go, for encouraging me to go, for putting that opportunity out there in front of me. And I know for you too as well. You will not regret going on a trip, and God literally will change your life when you give yourself to other people. Amen. Hey, thank you for joining us on the Grace Point Daily Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. You've been encouraged. Check out our other episodes, like, subscribe, do all those things. Keep listening. We will talk to you next time.